0: And I want to talk about another top issue, the border. I love how it's turned on and Biden. Biden's for a free and open border, just tear down everything, let everybody come, no restrictions. Well, I used to be a bipartisan in this country, and it should be one again. I've been clear from the very beginning, the system is broken. My first day in office, I sent Congress a comprehensive plan on immigration reform. My friends on the other side have done nothing with it. Over and over, I've asked for resources to step up action at the border. In October, I asked Congress to fund for funding that would add another 20 additional — 22,000 additional border agents and officers, hundreds of new immigration judges to make the judgments on the spot, new, new detection equipment to stop fentanyl from coming into the country. And by the way, I've worked with China and Mexico to slow the flow of fentanyl in the United States. As I speak, it's way down. So let me be clear. My team has been at the table for weeks now in a partisan, with a bipartisan group of senators to negotiate a deal, including border. Because I believe we need significant policy changes at the border, including changes in our asylum system to ensure that we have the authorities we need to control the border. And I'm ready to act. I think, hope oh, God willing, and the crick not rising, as my grandpa would say. You know, I think next week we ought to be able to work out something, at least in the Senate. And I'm hopeful it's going to be the bipartisan package of Senate is going to pass, God willing. Now the question is for the Speaker and the House Republicans. Are they ready to act as well? They have to choose whether they want to solve a problem or keep weaponizing issue to score political points against the president. I'm ready to solve the problem, I
1: really am. Massive changes, and I mean it sincerely. Hi-ya! Info Ninja. Welcome back to the dojo, everybody. Thanks for sharing this show. I'm always blown away by how much you guys do that. So, everybody on True Social, thank you. Everybody out there on Rumble and everybody in podcast land, thank you so much for sharing this show. You guys rock. Wait for it. Here it comes almost there so I've been waiting to do an episode about this because I wanted it to kind of play out a little bit and I wanted to have a take on it that I'm not hearing anybody else talk about right now so this is something that I shouldn't say worries me because honestly when you have Jesus in your heart inside you you don't really worry about things anymore so I'm not really worried about this but it is an area of concern it's something I'm paying attention to something that I'm going to talk to you about so I'm not trying to scare you with this episode but it is something that's important because I think history is about to repeat itself again. So let's start this out with a history lesson. Are you familiar with the term Bleeding Kansas? Bleeding Kansas was popularized by newspapers. They started to describe what was going on in the Kansas Territory this is before kansas became a state so the time known as bleeding kansas was two years prior to the start of the civil war and many historians think that we were already in the civil war at that point we just didn't know it but when civil war was finally declared or however that came to be Two years prior to that, those two years, that time in Kansas, the Kansas Territory, was known as Bleeding Kansas because there was a lot of fighting and little skirmishes over slavery. What they did in Kansas, in the Kansas Territory, was they adopted something called Popular sovereignty. This meant that you could decide if you wanted to own slaves or not. Everywhere else in all the other states, it was either a pro slavery or an anti slavery state. And if you were a pro slavery person, you lived in or you moved to a pro slavery state, and anti slavery people did the same thing. But in Kansas, in this territory, they were all kind of meshed living on top of each other. So what you had was a, a pro-slavery part of the government, and that was run by the Democrats, no surprise there. And then you had an anti-slavery part of the government, and that was run by Republicans all in this this territory, this Kansas territory, and infighting began. There was a guy named John Brown and like three of his sons, they went and murdered five pro-slavery people. And we don't know if these are like evil, Quentin Tarantino movie, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio pro-slavery bad guys. We don't know what they were like, but he murdered five of them him and his sons did there was actually a caning in washington dc when a Pro slavery person caned almost to death an anti slavery uh, senator. So, this was a lot of bloodshed, a lot of stuff was happening, anywhere between a dozen up to hundreds of people, depending on what kind of news report you read. There was even fake news back then. It was really depending on who was writing the paper. If you were reading a southern paper, it, the deaths that occurred were attributed to one thing. If you were reading a northern paper, the deaths were attributed to something else. So, Anywhere between a dozen and hundreds of people died during this period known as Bleeding Kansas, the two years prior. And again, many historians think we were already in the Civil War. That's crazy. So there's your history lesson. Now let's fast forward to modern times. It's going to be no surprise to anybody in this audience and really anybody living in the United States right now to hear that the southern border of our country is currently being overrun. It's also going to be no surprise to anyone to hear that Joe Biden and his regime are completely ignoring the problem. They're ignoring all the people screaming for help and they're ignoring federal law. And of course, like any state should, Texas has moved to defend itself. They started to install razor wire. Razor wire is this really effective tool to keep people out of areas. It's very sharp. It will cut the crap out of you so you don't go where the razor wire is. So they were using this to keep people out of this country from crossing the border illegally because a lot of these border crossings are happening on private land, private land. So Texas as a state was putting out razor wire. Joe Biden decided he was going to cut that razor wire down. Not Joe Biden himself, okay? We all know that if Joe Biden, A, was giving any kind of cutting tool, even safety construction scissors, he would probably injure himself. But if he was given a tool capable of cutting razor wire, A, and then B, given the mission to go cut down the razor wire. So that means he would be around the razor wire. We both know that Joe Biden's not coming back from that mission. Come on, man. Something bad will happen along the way for many different reasons. So no, Joe Biden is not cutting down the razor wire, but his border patrol agents are. And I'm sure there's awesome patrol agents. And I'm sure there's terrible border agents so take that as it is but joe biden's people are the border patrol agents they decided they were going to cut down this razor wire and texas decided to say stop we are going to sue you for it and the supreme court ruled on it and they said "Eh, actually texas The feds can do whatever they want. Joe Biden can cut down the razor wire. Now, this makes sense because the feds do control the border. It's a federal border into this country. It makes sense that they control that. But what do you do if you're Texas and they're not enforcing border law, federal law? you decide to defend yourself so texas decided to ignore the supreme court and i don't even know if that's the right way of describing it did they actually ignore the supreme court i don't think the supreme court said they couldn't put more razor wire out the supreme court said that the feds the border patrol agents joe biden's people could remove the razor wire so texas decided to just put more razor wire out and now they're actually this is new news they're passing out this razor wire for free to ranchers because these are massive ranches. You're talking about thousands of acres, very expensive to do this. So there are certain areas of these, these borders that are on these ranches and they are passing out razor wire for free to these ranchers. So we got that going on. And then on top of that, currently in the United States, there are truck convoys heading to the Southern border in texas kind of like they did in canada when there was the anti-vaccine mandate protest and they took all the semi trucks and they parked them they're kind of doing something similar in the united states right now so there's already people in texas headed to the border and then people around the united states in convoys are heading to the border to help because essentially the state of texas said help us they are handing out razor wire for free to the citizens and people are coming to the state To help right now. So how long do you think it's going to be. Until there's a run in. Between Biden's border patrol agents. And one of these private citizens. In these truck convoys. Or between one of these ranchers. How long do you think it's going to be. Until one of these border patrol agents. Is cutting some wire on private property. On a a rancher's ranch. And there's some kind of an issue. There's a run in. Yeah. It's scary. Ladies and gentlemen. I give to you. Bleeding. Bleeding. Texas I don't want it to happen I don't want it to happen but it feels like history is repeating itself in this situation one bullet flies at one border patrol agent and there will be a federal response one bullet flies at a Texan and there will be a Texas sized response not good remember Texas is already considering a vote to succeed from the union they are not big fans of Joe Biden So all it's going to take is one shot to get fired. One punch to get thrown, and there's gonna be there's gonna be a war. There's gonna be a war between Texas and the federal government, and then see what happens around the rest of the country. This immigration problem, these illegal immigrants are affecting the entire country. How long is it gonna be until somebody else fights back in a different state? God forbid it harms one of these illegal immigrants. Something's gonna happen. All it's gonna take when when we have the tension in the United States at a level of a bleeding Kansas. All it's going to take is one little spark to make an explosion, and then you have Bleeding Texas. Not good, folks. Not good. Bleeding Texas leads to civil war. We don't want any of this to happen. So how can we stop it? Pray. Pray for our dumb president. He probably wants it to happen, but pray that he is stopped. Pray for the border patrol. Pray for the people, the ranchers. Pray for the the people in in the convoys. Pray for the illegal immigrants, okay? We need God's presence in this situation, and then let everything else play itself out. Amen. History is going to show that Joe Biden clearly and willfully ignored federal law. History is going to show that he clearly knew that the border was being overrun and that it was slowly wreaking havoc in U.S. cities in many ways. History will show that he did everything he could to bring these people across the border and then in secret at night, dump them around the United States. Despite people screaming for help, history will show that Joe Biden did this. So I guess what I'm saying is relax, chill out, Pray and know that history will say Joe Biden is an asshole. Hi, yow, InfoDinja.
0: We'll teach Donald Trump an, a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the Men in America unless you want to get the benefit.